0: biographical account of our Lord, the 14th chapter, Mark chapter 14. Boy, it cools down at night here, doesn't it? Last night it was colder than a mother-in-law's heart when we we got done. I should have brought a coat. Should have brought a coat, but That's why I keep moving just to stay warm. Mark Mark chapter 14. In verse, verse 3. And being in Bethany, in the house of Simon the leper, as he sat at meat, there came a woman having an alabaster box of ointment of Spikenard, very precious. And she broke the box. And poured it on his head. And there were some that had indignation within themselves. And said why was this waste of the ointment made? For it might have been sold for more than 300 pence. And have been given to the poor. And they murmured against her. And Jesus. I I thank God for Jesus. I love this right here. I love this right here. Jesus said let her alone. Why trouble ye her She hath wrought a good work on me. For ye have the poor with you always, and whensoever ye will, ye may do them good. But me ye have not always. She hath done what she could. She has come aforehand to anoint my body to the burying. Verily I say unto you, wheresoever this gospel shall be preached throughout the whole world, this also that she hath done shall be spoken of for a memorial of her, and of course what Jesus said is true because we're talking about her tonight in 2019 in family camp, but verse 4 the question was asked why was this waste of the ointment made got one more verse, you don't have to turn there, just trust me I wouldn't lie to you, I haven't up to this point right, so I'll just, I'll just read it for you, okay, it's in Song of Solomon 1 and 12, it says while the king sitteth at his table my nerd sendeth forth the smell thereof And the Lord being my helper, I want to preach what they call waste, I call worship. Set your Bibles down, and let's offer up some more praise to our great high priest in this house. I really believe God's going to do something great. But I need somebody to ride with me. I need somebody to help me preach. All right, why don't you give them the best praise you've given them all camp meeting? Come on, put your guts in it. Hallelujah. Come on, put your voice in it. Yes. Oh, God. (laughs) I love that Pentecostal sound. Let's do it again. Oh, what a mighty God we serve. Hallelujah. 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 Praise God. Before you're seated, turn to someone you're standing by and tell them they look better than you. You're not lying. You're just doing what I told you to do. You ready? (laughs) Man, I feel like a horse ready to come right out of the gate. Now, as we read this story in the Gospels, uh, we're rapidly approaching the death of Christ. His burial is close on the horizon. One of the last outstanding events in Jesus' ministry before his passion takes place is going to happen in the obscure town or village of Bethany. If this incident is identical, which I think it is, to John chapter 12, then we know exactly who is in this house in the city of Bethany. We know that Lazarus is there. We know that Simon the leper was there recently being raised, Lazarus recently being raised from the dead. And no doubt, uh, Simon, who was a leper, it was his house that this event is taking place in. There's two sisters of Lazarus, Mary and Martha. And of course, our Lord is going to be there along with the disciples. What I just read to you in Mark chapter 14. This is the Last Supper before the Last Supper. And it happens, ironically, in Bethany, which means the house of poverty. In the house of poverty, we see a small piece of wealth emerging to the scene. That which is valuable coming, which is going to really be the centerpiece of the story. That which is valuable and you Bible students already know the story. I understand that. But this, this valuable <coughs> piece is going to be accused wrongfully by the disciples, but it is going to be accused and of being used in a wasteful manner. That piece that emerges from the scene that I'm talking about is an alabaster box. And in that box is ointment of perfume, which was extremely costly. Now you think about an alabaster, the Bible calls it an alabaster box, but it wasn't a box per se in the shape of a box. It, it probably was a flask or, or some type of a vessel. But nevertheless, uh, Matthew writes about it, Mark writes about it, and John writes about it. Matthew says that the ointment was very precious, Mark echoes that and says it was very precious. John says that it was very costly. The amount of uh, worth and value of this ointment, John tells us in chapter twelve and verse five, it was worth three hundred pence. Now we don't we don't use that system today, but to give you an idea of how much this this spike nerd this this ointment, this perfume cost, it cost that woman one year's worth of wage. So think about if you're working, you know, working is a good idea. I, in fact, I lost a, a new convert in the church because I turned to the book of Job, and he turned to the book of Job, and he thought it was job, and he thought I was going to make him get a job, and he left the church, and I haven't seen him since. But but it, but if you're working, if you're working, you take your year's wage, and that total and in one moment, your, your finances are, are lavishly extolled in, in this manner. And the same thing with this woman. She has this ointment that's very precious and very costly, equaling a year's worth of wages. And she pours this out on the Lord Jesus Christ. Not only was there monetary value attributed to this box, but uh, it goes further than that. It was not something she found in the bargain basement somewhere, or in an antique store, or, or someone just discarded on the side of the road. This was a family heirloom that had been passed down, God only knows how many generations. No doubt it was passed down from Mother to daughter so not only was there monetary value but there was sentimental value there there was a legacy that went along with this there was some history you understand what I'm saying that that was passed on down to uh this woman amen and so the best ointment now this isn't some you know white musk or evening at the silo this was some good stuff And uh, when you study this, uh, you'll find out that the best ointment and the best spike nerd, it was always preserved in an expensive alabaster box. So the container just didn't have value. Man, I wish I could preach this for a little bit. The container just didn't have value. Amen. But the contents within the container had value. Amen. Now we want the contents. Amen. But the contents also has to have a container. Hallelujah. To be able to hold it. Amen. To be able to have it confined. And whenever that time would come, to be able to pour that out. So don't you ever underestimate your own body and your life. Amen, and and who you are Amen, because you have not only great value As a vessel and a container Amen, but when God baptizes you with the Holy Ghost Your value just skyrocketed Because it's not just me that's standing here But i got somebody living inside of me (laughs) Okay, hang on Hang on, we're, we're going to rock and roll in just a minute. So the best ointment is preserved in an alabaster box. Now Jesus enters into this house in Bethany. Jesus and the rest of his com- the company, that would be Lazarus, that would be Simon the leper, that would be the disciples. They are sitting and they are reclining, waiting to eat, supper. And while they are sitting and waiting, I don't know what the conversation's about. I don't know if it was the events that transpired that day. But the atmosphere in that room begins to change. The atmosphere doesn't change by anybody saying anything at that time. Nobody is verbalizing anything. Nobody is articulating anything. But what is changing the atmosphere, coincidentally enough, amen, it's not changing because of the disciples it's not changing because of Lazarus it's not changing because of Simon and it's really not even changing because of the Lord being there but there is a woman who seizes the moment and the opportunity and realizes I may not have this opportunity again this may be I wish I had somebody that would feel what I'm preaching here this may be a once in a lifetime opportunity and while they're sitting reclining as the Oriental custom was this. This aroma begins to permeate, and it begins to diffuse through the entire room, and 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 smells can trigger memories, whether they're good or bad, and and that's a thing. That's a thing about uh, the way God made us. He gave us five laboratory assistants: sight and hearing, and taste and touch and smell, and and they keep us in contact with our natural world and our natural. Surroundings and, and, and so as they're sitting, as they're sitting there, and, and they begin to realize, hey, that, that's not lamb that's coming out of the oven, that there's something overpowered. I don't know if they're having lamb or oxtail or or goat, I don't know what they were having that day. Amen. But but this fragrant fragrance, it overpowered and it overshadowed any other smell that was coming out of that kitchen, and without the woman ever opening up her mouth, the house knew exactly, Or they should have known exactly what was transpiring when she broke the seal, or she broke the neck on that flask. Amen, and let the smell of that spike nerd begin to fill the room. Yeah. It began to diffuse and it began to permeate and it began to fill the air hallelujah to where everybody smelled that fragrance hallelujah Simon the leper he smelled it and Lazarus smelled it and and the disciples smelled it but most importantly the Lord Jesus Christ smelled it and it was common in those days to anoint the heads of rabbis or special guests when they would come to your house or when you were going to have a feast you would anoint them but Mary is not going by the custom of the day hallelujah she's not putting just a little dab on the forehead of jesus she completely immerses jesus head his body and his feet with this spike nerd here it is you ready before it ever hit the lord before that anointing ever hit the Lord that aroma began to diffuse through the entire room and everybody should have known at that moment this is a call to worship okay I'm going to try it over here I'll, I'll raise the dead here in just a minute nobody had to say Jesus is in the house it's time to pray nobody had to say Jesus is in the house let's clap our hands I wish I had some Pentecostals to help me preach. I'll tell you something. We put too much, we put too much pressure on service leaders and on the organ player and on the keyboard player and on the person who's leading the service. Well, bless your pea picket heart. God didn't call your pastor to be a Pentecostal pimp to hustle praise. I wish somebody would clap their hands. I wish somebody would jump. I wish somebody would stand. When you roll up on the property, you got to be ready for service. When you, walk in, when you walk into the church, you should be ready to go. You should come fired up. You should come expecting. Man, I wish somebody would help me here just for a little bit. I don't need somebody to encourage me. I don't need somebody to bake me. I don't need somebody to... play. When I think of the goodness of Jesus, He's done so much for me. I cannot tell it all. If you have church on Wednesday, be ready for church on Wednesday. If you have church on Sunday, be ready for church on Sunday. See, see, the, the moment Jesus came in the room, the woman realized, this is the moment. This is the opportunity. This is my chance to give him all that I've got. Wait a minute. See, we don't realize how blessed we are. We're blessed that we just get to park our vehicle on the church parking lot. See, you think you're doing your pastor in your church a service, and, and man, here I am. Now we can have church. I finally arrived. You ought to be thankful. You just got a place to park. You better be thankful. You got a place to sit. Wait a minute. Better is one day in thy courts than what? One day anywhere else. But I'm glad I don't have to stay on the outside. I'm glad I just don't have to stay in the holy place. But he lets me come through the veil where the glory is, where the mercy is, hallelujah, where the revelation is. Some of you are waiting for me to get to the good part. I'm at the good part. The moment we came here, that was a call to service. The moment we showed up, that was a call to worship. should have to tell you to dance nobody should have to beg you to run you ought to be in a gutter somewhere you ought to be in a hospital somewhere you ought to be dead but God who's rich in mercy but God who loved us but God who saved us somebody give the Lord the glory do his name I'm here to pay on my debt I'm here to pay on my debt I owe him my praise I don't care if it's a fast song i don't care if it's a slow song i don't care if there's music or there's no music if it's in tune out of tune in key or out of key it's all about jesus it's not about my favorite song it's about jesus it's not about personality it's about jesus it's all about jesus I'm sorry, I didn't mean to wake you all up at one time. But here's the sad part. Here's the sad part. How come nobody else in the room ain't doing it? Wait, wait, okay, wait, wait. Wait a minute. Lazarus is still picking dirt clumps out of his ears. simon had been healed of leprosy there's two miracles in the room but even if there weren't two miracles in the room jesus is in the house when unnoticed by the disciples, those that were closest to him. And I understand. I love the disciples. I love the apostles. I don't like anybody degrading or ridiculing the, the, the disciples. But the Bible puts it in there that there was a lot they didn't know until after Jesus' resurrection and glorification. Until he opened up their eyes, there was a lot of things that they did not know. But there was a woman that knew something that... There was a woman, that, and I'm glad the Bible put that in there, because in those days, they thought the woman was below the man. And when the Jew would pray, they'd pray, I thank God I'm not a Gentile or a woman, but I want to know if you men are so great, how come you're not doing it, Lazarus? How come you're not doing it, Simon? How come you're not doing it, 12? You know why? There's some things worshipers know that other people don't know. that. There's revelation. There's insight. There's inspiration. There's an experience that you can only get if you are a worshiper. So here it comes, and, and boy, I feel that. I, I feel that praise, just that crescendo. I just feel like it's kind of building in this place and, and, and it's swelling, and, and that's kind of how it was happening that day in the house. It started with, with the smell. Every one of them should know we know what's going on here, we know what this is about, but none of them moved. In fact, you know what the Bible says? The disciples were filled with indignation. The disciples had a problem with the offering. And usually when you have a problem with the offering, you really have a problem with the offerer. Because by extension, you're only as good as your offering. My offering is me. My sacrifice is is me. So it's more. It's more than just what she's doing. They had a problem with her. You say I don't believe that. Well, that's why I got the mic and my face was on the flyer and I'm preaching this meeting. The Bible says they murmured against her. One translation says they scolded her. Wait a minute. You You know what's going on while this woman breaks this flask and this aroma is filling the place and she anoints that on Jesus and and there's Jesus. He's just dripping from head to toe with this fragrance. Everybody's ticked off but not Jesus. The disciples are filled with indignation and and they're cussing and they're scolding out this woman and on the outside the the Pharisees and the scribes are plotting on how they're going to kill him. So we got some that want to kill Jesus. We got some that want to stop the worship of Jesus, but it never stopped the Mary doing what she was doing. Cuz you know what? When you're in the presence of the Lord, it doesn't matter what anybody thinks. It doesn't matter what anybody says. I can't help it that God made me lily white. Amen. I wish I could dance like Randy Williams. Amen. But I'm not Randy Williams. I'm Daniel McDonald. And i got to worship God like I can. And you're not me. And you're not Randy. And you're not anybody else. You just... Who cares what anybody says? Jesus is in the house. Who cares what anybody thinks? Jesus is in the house. I'm not going to be held hostage by what anybody thinks about me. I'm not going to be held hostage by somebody that doesn't have a revelation of what's going on or an understanding of worship. Let the worshipers arise. Is there anybody that loves Jesus? Is there anybody that says he might not pass by this way? I'm going to worship now. I did that. The Bible says, praise among the loud sounding cymbals. You know, I'm clapping my hands. The Bible says to clap my hands and to lift my voice and to talk in tongues and to dance and to leap. I refuse to have dead church. I refuse to have dry prayer meetings. I refuse to have empty baptistries. I refuse to have vacant altar calls. And I know there may be some here that say, this isn't necessary, but you don't know like I know what he's done for me. You don't know where he brought me from. You don't know how he forgave me. You don't know how he's loved me. They call it waste, but I call it worship. Worship. but this is the response I preach for I got more I can say but this is the response I preach for why don't we go ahead and just push this thing through you know what Jesus said leave her alone leave all alone he always sides with the worshipper he's always on the side of the worshipper Music, music. Come on, where are you at? You may not have everything right. Amen. You may not be doing everything right, but Jesus says, Come worship me anyway. Get in my presence anyway. Fall at my feet anyway. the music? Or wait a minute, wait wait a minute. What if we worshipped without music? What if we danced without music? When the king sits at my table, he's going to smell my spikenard. Here's my praise, Lord. Here's my thanks. Lord, here's my worship, Lord. Hey, help yourself. Help yourself. Help yourself. yourself. Come and get your glory, Lord! Come and get your glory, Lord! good sermon but this is more I'm more interested in this than anything hey, hear me. this hear me, hey, hey, if you can just for one minute just give me one minute one minute I'll let you go nuts okay because I, I want to give you this okay one minute you can you can do whatever you want this this perfume was so heavy. And so fragrant, it got into the skin of Jesus, and it was so powerful, brother. Could you could you walk about approximately ten paces from me, just or so, just, just an app, whatever? Is that about ten there? Okay, that you can face me, brother. Thank you. That that perfume was so fragrant and so powerful, you could smell it ten paces from Jesus. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. And when you smelled Jesus, he smelled like Mary. And if Mary walked by you and you smelled her, she smelled like Jesus. Okay, hang, hang. Wait, wait, wait. wait, wait i got to get to the good part. i got to get to the good part. When Jesus goes to Pilate's whipping post, he's not taking anything with him. When he goes to Calvary, he can't even take his own robe with him. The only thing that's going with him is this perfume. So when they whipped his back to where it looked like a plowed field, and when they pulled that cat of tails off, hallelujah, in the midst of the gore, in the midst of the blood, they smelled it. he was suspended on Calvary between heaven and earth they could smell that fragrance Jesus is in this place and there's only hang on hang on hang on there's only one thing he's going to take back with him to heaven and that's your worship that's your praise that's your expectation so why don't you go ahead and just fill this place with worship Lord come on Jesus take it back to heaven